The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You might remember on yesterday's uh, programme we were discussing that assault on members of the Gardaí that took place in Ballyfermot uh, the evening before. Well, Taoiseach Leo Varadkar was speaking and he strongly condemned the incident and he went on to raise concerns about rising levels of violence across society. Take a listen. Yeah, I feel there's been an increase uh, just in general violence in our society. Um, so many appalling um, uh, acts of violence against children uh, in recent months that are just almost too hard to talk about. Uh, and of course, uh, we know that um, our healthcare workers uh, are suffering an increase in attacks as well. Uh, and last year, a big increase in attacks on people um, in the LGBT community. Um, and then, of course, attacks on migrants as well. So I think we have to ask ourselves, um, what is it that's changed in our society in the last couple of years that we've seen this um, almost normalisation of violence against people? Yeah, that was the Taoiseach, uh, Leo Radker speaking yesterday. Well, James drives a taxi in Dublin. James, when you were listening to that, I mean, the sentiments expressed by Leo Radker about rising levels of violence, does that ring true for you? Uh, afternoon to you, Kieran. Yeah, absolutely it does. Um, I think one thing the, uh, the Taoiseach kind of left out there is basically the lack of both policing and the lack of sentencing. Um, you know, like... <laughs> I would be, you know, in Dublin City generally in in the early hours of the morning, and you know, Dublin City, like uh, over Christmas, there people were talking about, you know, worrying about getting home because they couldn't get a taxi. And as we were saying, the one of the main reasons why that taxi drivers won't work night is because of the safety issue. And the, he also mentioned the fact that attacks on migrants and members of the LGBT two plus community is also the fact that a lot of our drivers who work nights are foreign drivers, and a lot of them are getting both verbally and racially abused as well. So a lot of them drivers just won't walk nights because just the city is just unsafe. And has that always been the case? I'm I'm sure on some level, James, it it was always the case. There's always some level of violence, but has it gotten worse? It definitely has gotten worse. Well, one thing I like, I, I generally, I won't walk nights. And I, and the, and when I do start early mornings, I'm weary about picking people up on the street because people now are drinking a lot more. They're drinking heavier drinks, as in spirits. They're also taking a lot of drugs as well. And you have the, the combination then of both. You know, they're falling out of nightclubs at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. They're going for something to eat. There's trouble outside fast food restaurants. I think a lot of it as well as there's one thing, and one particular um, thing myself. I was in um, town over Christmas. It's very, very, very rare I socialise in the city due to the, the lack of safety. And I was walking up Henry Street at about quarter past six in the evening. Myself, my wife, the children and friends were going for dinner. And, you know, the city, uh, Henry Street was really busy. There was loads of people shopping and people coming from work. So we went to the restaurant. As we were coming home then at about nine o'clock in the evening, it was just totally different. It went from shoppers and workers to homeless, to alcoholics, to drug addicts, all in the space of two hours. And it amazed me the change on the on the street in the sake of them two hours. Now, I, as I said to you, I don't socialise in the city that much, but I, I actually felt intimidated walking down Henry Street mm-hmm. at half eight in the evening, which is just absolutely crazy. So I can just imagine how women would feel, how gay people would feel, how foreign people would feel, and especially now, next month, we have our tourist season kicking off, and um, how tourists are going to feel about this. But the one thing I did actually notice, or lack of notice, was a single member of Angarda Shikana. Not one. From walking from Wolftown Street down as far as Abbey Street. I didn't see one member of the Gardaí. 
All right. Well, listen, you mentioned uh, some of the communities who may feel threatened. And Leo Varadkar himself specifically mentioned uh, the LGBT community. Podrick Rice is with me as well, Policy and Research Manager at LGBT Ireland. Podrick, you're welcome to the show. Um, Would you agree with what Leo Varadkar had to say yesterday, that there is an increasing level of violence? Good afternoon, Kieran. I absolutely would. I, I think we are seeing a rise in violence against our community. Um, if you look back at Gay Community News, the monthly magazine that's published from the community, every month of the last year, there's been reports of violent attacks on members of the community. And it takes all kinds of shapes and forms. It, it's people being attacked on the streets, people attacked leaving nightclubs, uh, people being attacked on the bus. Um, and there certainly is a rise uh, in violence and in homophobia. And it's certainly uh, really worrying. What do you put that down to? It's really hard to, to pinpoint the exact reasons for it or, or the exact cause of it. But like, there's, there's no denying the reality that there is homophobia in our society and, and, and there is discrimination. There was a report from the CSO in 2019 that said 33% of LGBT people face discrimination. So we do have an issue with homophobia and discrimination, but we have seen an increase in kind of more violent attacks uh, um, of late. Um, and, and it is really hard to to understand it. And mm. I, I think part of it is, is we don't have proper reporting. We don't have proper mechanisms um, for monitoring this. And, and this is why we need robust hate crime legislation. Um, we need to see new laws put in place um, that, that define hate crimes, that define the protected groups, including LGBT and others. Um, and, and that's a real starting point for us to, to start looking at this properly. So the problem at the moment is that just all assaults are categorised as such. They just all go into the the... the the, 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 the same le- the same column and the same ledger. Yeah, so it, so it goes in. So, for example, if someone sprayed some racist uh, comments inside your house uh, and damaged your house, that would be criminal damage. Um, but the people affected, it, it's they're affected because of who they are, because of their race, and, and that would be hate-motivated crime. Um, so there is a bill that's, that's currently going through the Oireachtas, a uh, hate crime bill, um, and, and we want to see that progressed and we want to see that implemented. But I think that's that really has to just be the start of this process. We, we need a, a much wider discussion, and there are many other the measures that are needed. Like we need training for Gardaí, we need training for the judges, for the DPP, we need funded awareness campaigns, improved monitoring and reporting, as I said, data collection, even victim support. I was talking to some of our colleagues in Northern Ireland this morning from the Rainbow Project and they have a funded uh, advocacy support service um, to support victims of crime and, and to provide the kind of wraparound support. But then we also need to get to the root cause of this, and that's around education. Um, it's around improved um, sex and relationship education in schools, creating more understanding and creating a more tolerant society where we can all live together. Mm. Now, you know, one of the criticisms of, of hate crime and hate crime legislation is that it creates a hierarchy of victims. So, you know, you and I are both punched in the face walking down the street, but your crime is seen as more serious. Yeah, I think the key difference here is that hate crimes are signal crimes. Like they send out a message to an entire community that we're not safe. Like hate crimes hurt us all. It's not just the, the one individual. So if somebody's being attacked um, because they're gay, that is sending a signal out to the entire gay community um, that you are under attack. And what we see is we see the slurs, the homophobia, and then comes the assault, the robbery. And and and. and- when you talk about training for Gardaí, what about extra Gardaí as well? And I mean, just, uh, you know, resources in that regard. James mentioned it and he's not the only one. Whenever we talk about this, people get in touch uh, uh, to suggest that part of the problem is that there are so few Gardaí on the street. 
Yeah, certainly. I think a kind of community-led policing approach where, where there's good uh, relationships between the community, uh, communities affected and the Guardian, I think a lot of work needs to be done on, on building up those those connections and those supports. And we know in particular that there are certain areas where people are more likely to be attacked, leaving certain gay nightclubs and things like that. And there needs to be better resourcing around that and more targeted resourcing. Uh, Jill O'Mahony is with us as well, the sociology lecturer at the Southeast Technological University. Uh, Jill, as always, you're welcome to the show. I, I this I don't for a moment to be, sound dismissive here, so bear with me, but there's always going to be some level of violence in society, isn't there? We have to accept that. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose if you look back at history, we um, can't forget the fact that in the 12 and 1300s, you know, uh, people were punished by being hung, drawn and quartered. And what was interesting then is that, you know, the community would gather around to watch this and enjoy it. You know, this was kind of entertainment. And um, we've come an awful long way since then, obviously. And, um, you know, since then, the the state has taken on the uh, punishment of citizens that have stepped outside of what was considered to be acceptable and not within a society. And obviously, all of these things are very, very welcome. Um, I think when there is an increased um, level of violence in a society, we automatically, I mean, we need to look to the root cause of that. Mm. Well, why is this happening? Um, and there's quite a number of those. I mean, when we look at how women have been have, have dealt with violence in society. Now, as you pointed out, Kieran, when we start saying, oh, well, look at the um, look at women, look at LGBTQ uh, communities, you know, you're, you're creating a hierarchy of victims and we don't want to do that. Violence is unacceptable um, in society and we want to kind of put a, a full stop at the end of that. Um, but so what we're looking at is, is an increase in violence and a question as to why it's happening and how to, to solve it. When, I mean, first of all, the, the people, the perpetrators, unfortunately, the majority of them are male. So we need to say, well, why are we having groups of men? Why are we having individual men um, displaying these types of, of violent attitudes? Mm. And we need to think about the place of men in society, what um, kind of options that men from, you know, maybe disadvantaged backgrounds have in terms of career progression, in terms of education, um, as was pointed out as well. That's really, really important, education, but from a very young age. Um, and with that goes a respect for other communities, respect for ourselves, respect for one another, um, but also an understanding of our place within society and feeling like we belong. And these types of violent behaviours really only happen in a society where people feel like they don't belong for some reason. Um, and we need to kind of, I think, do a little bit of self-reflection on a societal level in yeah. terms of our education system, in terms of the culture at work in society that makes people feel like they're separated out. One would suspect as well that the fact that lots of these men when they go out at the weekend are coked up to their eyeballs features. That's a, that's absolutely an issue and that comes down to legislation as well and it comes down to you know the um, the legal or rather the legal dimension so how many Gardaí do we have on the street how many Gardaí are trained um, well enough to kind of be able to deal with those issues um, if, and uh, you know we're seeing now at the moment there's a rise in um, the amount of people uh, who have guns that aren't, you know, who don't have a, a, a license for them. Um, and we need to think about, well, how many Gardaí do we have that are trained to deal with that on a daily basis? And we don't have enough is the answer. Um, and even if we do have enough, the, the legal system, I'm not sure, is really prepared to deal with um, this issue in terms of 
um, the, the the criminal the criminal justice system um, in adequately accounting mm. for it because it you know it's it's a it's a study that goes or rather it's an issue that goes across uh, the institutions it goes across society yeah. um, and we need to certainly absolutely deal with the the issue of not enough guardy on on um, on our streets and they're certainly not uh, equipped to deal with this type of violence. Jill O'Mahony is a sociology lecturer at the Southeast Technological University. Patrick Rice is a policy and research manager at LGBT Ireland. And James, as well, the taxi driver who we spoke to. Thank you all very much uh, for joining us here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.